You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. This morning, we're going to talk about the fear of the Lord. It is a very huge, huge subject. But um, I was listening to Chris Reed. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's with Morningstar now. Um, He will eventually uh, move into Rick Joyner's spot. Um, Young guy, really, really good. And I was listening to him, and he was talking about the fear of the Lord. And it really just stirred me to do research, to think about, to pray into the fear of the Lord. So what I did was I searched in the Bible, fear of the Lord. I searched that phrase and I copied and pasted every scripture that had to do with the fear of the Lord. And I was amazed by it. I was just stunned by what the fear of the Lord is what it produces, how we connect with the fear of the Lord. And so we're just going to go through and talk about it. And then I'm going to share a word that uh, Paul Cain gave in February of 2008 that uh, Pastor Karen sent me. But it was just fascinating to sit there and just read scripture after scripture after scripture talking about the fear of the Lord. Um, So we're going to get started here. The first scripture I'm going to read is uh, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and it'll be up on the screen. Then we're actually going to go to Exodus 20 is where we're going to uh, read it out of. But it says, when all has been heard, the end of the matter is fear God, worship him with awe-filled reverence, knowing that he is almighty God, and keep his commandment. For this applies to every person, every person. There's no one that is is exempt. There's no exceptions made. So Exodus 20, let's turn there and we're going to just talk through it. And we're going to read through many, many scriptures. And um, I think I'm going to have these posted up on our website too, because there is a lot of them. But I would encourage you just to search out the fear of the Lord and, and let the Lord speak to you through this. But Exodus 20, we're going to begin in verse 18. And let me just set the scene. Uh, God has spoken to Moses and given him the Ten Commandments, right? And so that's where they are. He's... he's um, Uh, God shared all this with him. And verse 18 says, Now all the people witnessed the thunderings and lightning flashes, the sound with trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, You speak with us and we will hear. But let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. So it's interesting that this encounter with God caused the people to push back from God So Moses could be their mediator, could be the in-between, 
instead of pushing into God so that they could hear for themselves. And of course, Moses became the voice of God for the people of Israel. And when God's talking, when Moses is talking to them, he says, do not fear. Don't fear the thunders, the lightnings. Don't fear the voice of the Lord. Don't fear what we have uh, heard from God. Do not fear because God is testing you. This is a test from the Lord. And I was doing some, a little bit of research on this and I was reading through my Hebrew Bible and the commentary on that uh, word test is this, and I just wanted to share it with you. It says, in order to test you, is the phrase of the scripture. It says, another possible translation is to give you an, ex- an experience of God. The visual demonstration so that you are not led astray from God. So the, when he's talking about don't be afraid, we know that fear is of the enemy, it's not of God. But fearing the Lord is a holy reverence, a, a worship, a, 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 a wonder and an awe that should be inside of us when it comes to the Lord. That we should be awed by, we should reverence him, we should, we should press into the, the wonder of who he is. You know, with God, there is a familiarity that he invites us into, that personal relationship with Jesus, that, ab- that ability to talk with him freely like a friend to a friend, that ability to come in before the throne of God and, and encounter him. But along with that familiarity and that relationship and even that friendship, because it says Jesus is our friend, there is a holiness and a reverence and an awe that goes with it. That we don't become so familiar with God, we forget that God is holy and he is one to be uh, uh, bowed down to and and honored and loved. It, it's funny when I was preparing this. I've been praying on this for a couple of days and kind of reading through Scripture. I kept seeing. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but for a while, T-shirts and hats said Jesus is my homeboy. I don't know if y'all remember that or not. And uh, you know we understand the season of that. But there is a familiarity with God that becomes irreverent unto God when we think God is like us, because he is not like us. His whole call to us is to be like him, which is holy, because he says he's holy, so be holy, which is have integrity, which is to be people of character people of honor. That, that's who we are called to be. Jesus isn't walking down the street, you know, rapping with us, telling us, that's okay. We'll clean that mess up later. No, he's, he's coming down the street with us saying, uh-uh, don't cross that line. Because the fear of the Lord, it says right here, it keeps us from sinning. The fear of the Lord is like a shield before us that keeps us from crossing over into a place that we shouldn't be. It's a protection for us. 
So we're going to go through some of these scriptures and just talk about the fear of the Lord and what the word says about the fear of the Lord and what it provides to us. Because, you know, the fear of the Lord, believe it or not, is a choice. Sounds weird because um, there's also a sovereign part of it. But Proverbs 1, 29 and 30, it says, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised every rebuke. So they chose not God. I don't know if you guys remember when the people of Israel were crying out for a king. And and Samuel was so upset. And the Lord told Samuel, Samuel, don't be upset. It's not you they're rejecting. It's me. And that's what this word is. It is the rejection of God that allows sin and the enemy to come in against us. And we all know that we don't reject God. But I, but I want to go through these scriptures because it, it kind of refines and defines some of the things the fear of the Lord brings to us. Okay, Proverbs 1.7. And Noah's going to have them up on the screen. We're going to have quite a few scriptures we're going to go through, so I'm not going to flip through my Bible. I'm going to read them out of my iPad. So wisdom. So Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 2.5 Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. In Proverbs 9.10, it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the fear of the Lord brings us wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord brings us wisdom. So if we ever need wisdom, where does it come out of? The Lord, the fear of the Lord, the understanding that regardless of what is going on around us, that the wisdom of the Lord will circumvent all of it. It really is the wisdom of the Lord. I don't know about you guys. There's nothing like starting a fast for breakthrough that stirs up every demonic power against you. There's nothing like it. You know, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. We're just going to meditate on the Lord. We're going to, you know, fast. We're going to do these things. And I'm telling you, there's been a war on this. There's been a war on this because our whole journey is a journey to wholeness. That's what we're going after. And as we read through this, you'll see the fear of the Lord is the wholeness that we're pursuing. It is through the fear of the Lord that we will see breakthrough in all of these areas. And you're like, well, how does that actually work? It's about the obedience to the Lord. It's about going after him. It's about choosing him to be our God, to be holy, to be reverent in that. It's about saying to the Lord, wherever, as we go through these fasts, and and this week's going to be a little bit more intense. This next week will be a little bit more intense. But as we go through this fast, it's about God, search every hidden place in me. I want a magnifying glass. I want a spotlight. I want everything you got to get rid of everything that doesn't carry a fear of you. 
everything that has been clouded in my mind that makes me think you are someone you are not or everything in me that makes me think that you agree with what I think that doesn't agree with what your word says. I want everything out. Whatever it takes, God, I want it out. I want it revealed. I want it evicted. It, it is getting an eviction notice over this month. And we know that the enemy does not like wholeness in the body of Christ. He doesn't like wholeness anywhere. Regardless of where it is, he does not want wholeness. He wants brokenness. He wants families torn apart. He wants children separated from their families. He wants uh, husbands and wives to divorce. That's what he wants. He wants our businesses to fail. He He wants anything that is opposite of what God has promised us. That's what he's promoting. And then he makes it shiny to kind of look like something that could be like God, but it's not because it's not going to line up with the word, right? So the fear of the Lord keeps us from evil. We're going to go into a few of these. So we understand that when we fear God, when we obey his commandments, when we follow him and always, when we dedicate our very heart and soul to him, not only in verbal words, Because the fear of the Lord is action. The fear of the Lord is manifested through us in our actions. It's manifested in us in our thought life. It's action. And the fear of the Lord will keep us from evil. It says, Proverbs 3, 7, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Proverbs 16, 6. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Now, I love this one. And these are the kind of uh, scriptures that you can get a hold of and just start declaring them, declaring them over your family, declaring them over your life, declaring them over everything of your business. Uh, ver- uh, Proverbs nineteen twenty three. it says, the fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. Think about that. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And we're going to read several about life, how the fear of the Lord gives us life. We'll read several about that. But the fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. You know, when we think about these scriptures, I I don't know about you guys, but all these other scriptures pop into my mind that come alongside it. You know, like John 15 talks about abiding. About having life in Christ when we abide in Christ. That he, you know, that our lifeline comes from him. And so all of these scriptures started coming through me. Even when we were praying this morning, uh, pre-service, I was thinking about James. That when we draw near to God and we resist the enemy, then he has to flee. I just sews it all together for us. He weaves it all in there. Psalms 115:11. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. 
So when we fear the Lord, we trust in him. He is our help and our shield. He is that shield about us. Proverbs 10:27. Now this is all about healing and long life. We're not talking about, in these scriptures, we're not talking about eternity because we know for those who believe, who's given their life to Christ, they will live in eternity. We're talking about healing and long life on this earth. That's what these scriptures are talking about. Proverbs 10, 27, it says, The fear of the Lord prolongs days. That's what we're going after is to be healthy, to have prolonged days in everything we do. As Karen says, I'm living to 120 years old and I'm not going to be crawling. What do you say? She's not crawling doing it. She's living to be healthy and strong. And, you know, who wants to live to 120? I do. I want to see my children, my children's children, my children's children, children. But, you know, but I'm, I want to uh, live healthy. Um, Matt was telling me about how he was listening to uh, Copeland, Kenneth Copeland, and uh, how Kenneth Copeland prays over his hair every day that it's not gray, that it won't fall out. He prays over his teeth. He prays over every part of his body, declaring the the life of God in him. And I'm like, I'm not sure I've gotten down to the very hair. I just put a little color on it. But, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes we don't think about all of those different things, but every part of his body and in his health is amazing that he prays over every part. And I do that, but not, not to that minute detail, but, but we want our life, our days prolonged. We want to live in a, in, in the spirit of the Lord on this earth in health and prosperity. And we will talk about that too. Um, it, it says, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. So just know that the fear of the Lord is going to extend our days, but not theirs. Proverbs 14, 27, the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Proverbs 19, 23, the fear of the Lord leads to life. Oh, I read this earlier. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited by evil. These are good, aren't they? Yes. Proverbs 22, 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Who would... I mean, who has sat down and read all these scriptures about the fear of the Lord and and realized that the fear of the Lord really brings everything we need? And then there's other, you know, understandings and and revelation and, and words about the fear of the Lord. But it's interesting as we talk about this, that God's word explains how we live in the fear of the Lord and how we can choose the fear of the Lord through our devotion and our dedication and our commitment to him and his word and following his word. Seems like following the word is so simple, but at times so challenging. 
uh, Malachi 4, 2 through 3. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. You shall go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. You shall trample the wicked. For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord. So for us who fear the Lord, the son of righteousness brings healing to us. It also empowers us to trample the enemy that has come against us. And we know that that's what Jesus said in his word. That I give you the authority to trample whatever the enemy is done against you. That he is beneath our feet. He's not above us. He's below us. There's empowerment that comes with understanding the fear of the Lord. There's power that comes in that. Now, these are some of my favorite because it talks about our children and our children's children. And that is one of my favorite subjects is family. You know, family is important to me. It, was, it's, it always has been growing up. There were five of us kids and my mom and dad, and we had lots of other relatives. And uh, family was just important. And we, it was always one for all and all for one. You know, none of our family is being left behind. You know, if one's doing it, we're all doing it. When it was our birthday, it was your day. You picked everything that everybody did. They had to do what you wanted to do. Talk about power, especially when you're at the you're at the young end of the, all those kids. It was like, no, you have to do what I want to do. You have to eat what I want to eat. It was just like, you know, but it was what it was. It was teaching us to honor each other. It was teaching us that regardless of our disagreements, regardless of our, you know, if you've got five kids, there's going to be a lot of personalities. And not all of them are the same. Uh, so it really taught us that it was always about our family. Always about our family. And uh, my mom lived with us and, and when our kids were little. Um, and, you know, she always used to tell my kids when they would get into it or something, remember, she'd stop them and she'd look at them. She'd go, if she's talking to Katie, remember, Katie, Ross is a person too. You know, he has things that he thinks. So it's important for us to realize that God created us to be a family and created us to take care of one another and to take care of our children and our children's children's children to, to make sure that we plow the way for them to have the blessing of the Lord poured out on them. And, you know, I know that there's some of, of uh, some people here that their children are away from the Lord. But you know what? The word of God says that we don't have to worry. Let's use the worry is the correct word about whether our kids are going to be OK. The word of the Lord says out of what we do. The blessings of our kids come. So whenever there is a battle for our children or even our grandchildren, that battles one in heaven with the word of God. 
That's how we win the war because God's word has promised us that if we're faithful to him, then he will be faithful to our children. That we raise our kids in the way they are to go and they will always return to it. His word never returns void to us. So this, I want to read these one about our children. Proverbs 14, 26, in the fear of the Lord, there's a strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. Luke 1, 50, and his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. Deuteronomy 5, 29, it says, oh, that they should, I, I, let me start over. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear and worship me with awe-filled reverence and profound respect and keep all my commandments always so that it may go well with them and their children forever. The fear of the Lord provides the avenue for our children and our children's children. It provides the avenue for our children and our children's children. So we can trust God with his word over our family because that's what his job is and he's really good at his job, right? God is good at his job. Okay, provision. Let's talk about how the fear of the Lord brings provision to us. Proverbs 22, 4. I'm sorry, let me go to Psalms 33, 18 through 19. No, I'm sorry. It says, behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. And on those who hope for his love and kindness to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in fathom and famine. Sorry. Uh, so he is the fear of the Lord provides healing for our soul. It keeps us alive. Psalms 34, 9. Oh, the fear of the Lord. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. For to those who fear him, there is no want. There is no want. So when we feel like there's lack in our life, we take the sword of the spirit and we lay it on top of that lack and let it slice up any thought of lack in our life because the word says that we will not have want, that God will provide everything that we need, right? Psalms 25, 12 through 14. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose. He himself shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. Gosh, what were we just talking about? You know, we want to live and leave an inheritance for our children. That's what the word says. And for those who fear the Lord, we will dwell in prosperity. And our descendants shall inherit the earth. We're leaving the earth for our children's children's children. We're, we're leaving the earth better off than we found it. Right? Because as kingdom people, that is what we're supposed to do. That is what we what we do. And I want to encourage us. 
uh, let me finish reading the word. And his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. The secret of the Lord. He will reveal those things to us. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, when you put all of these scriptures together, you're thinking, Lord, there is a song and a praise and a worship that comes out of my heart, my fear of you in that awe and trembling and and honor to you. There is a song that comes out of that. My computer decided to do something different. I want to read this one again, uh, Psalms 25, 12, because there's something else I want to say about this. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him. God will instruct us in the way he should choose. So we will know how to choose because we fear the Lord and we obey his instruction. He himself shall dwell in prosperity because we fear the Lord. He shows us how to choose and we will obey that choice, right? And his descendants shall inherit the earth because we fear the Lord. He's shown us how to choose. We've said yes to that choice. So prosperity has come our way and our children are inheriting the earth. That scripture alone is a declaration that can change everything in our lives if we begin to declare it over everything we do. That one scripture. And these are some of the other things. Goodness and blessings of the Lord. So Psalms 31, 19, it says, How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. So his goodness, if you search in scripture the goodness of the Lord, you should see the list that comes up what the goodness of the Lord is and how it applies to his people, how it applies to his kingdom. I mean, it's amazing, the goodness of the Lord. And we say that phrase, but when you start drilling it down to what does the word say about that, all of a sudden your mind is like, I had no idea. When I st- I, I would read these, these scriptures about the a fear of the Lord out loud, and, the, and I'd read them out loud and I'd be like, what? I mean, you know the fear of the Lord. But when you see the fear of the Lord attached to these uh, verses in his word and what it means to us as kingdom believers, it completely erases part of your mind that didn't understand and downloads a whole new perspective of who God is and what he desires from us. That's so good. Deuteronomy 6.24. So the Lord commanded us to observe all the statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always. So when we fear the Lord our God and obey him, it's always for our good. It's always for our protection. It's for our safety. It's for our prosperity. It's for our children. It's for our inheritance. It's for the kingdom. It, It is for everything that we live for, right? And for our survival. And it is today. Psalms 112.1, it says, Praise the Lord, how blessed 
is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. Well, if you go and read Psalms 103, it, it talks about those who bless the Lord and forget not all of his benefits. And then it starts listing out all these benefits for blessing the Lord. And we become blessed out of the blessings of the Lord. It's just like this cycle of wonderfulness that just rains down and gets poured into us, these blessings. Psalms 145, 19, he says, uh, he will fulfill the desire of those who fear the Lord. And that was a prophetic word that Jean gave this morning about the promises of the Lord and, and how God's feel, fulfilling them. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear the Lord. He will also hear their cry and will save them. And this is our last one. And then uh, uh, Psalms 34, 7, it says, the angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him and delivers them. So we have an angelic encampment around us, ready to deliver us, protect us from everything that tries to come against us. So the fear of the Lord in this perspective that we're talking about today is a choice that we can make. It's a choice that we make to observe his commandments, to hear his voice, to follow what he's called us to do. It's a choice. There's also a sovereign release of the the fear of the Lord, which we won't talk about today. But today we can choose the fear of the Lord and trust God to grow that within us so we can see all the benefits of the scriptures when we fear the Lord enacted in our life. Amen. Come on. I'm going to need some hollering this morning at the end of every morning prayer. uh, Chuck says, and all his children yelled, amen. Amen. So this morning we all said, amen. Chuck says, that's just not loud enough. That is not a yell. He says, I'm going to have to hear something. So he, he demonstrated what yelling amen means. Yeah. See, every once in a while, he just gets all wound up like that, you know? (laughs) So, but the fear of the Lord is such a powerful gift. It really is a gift that God has given us. It is a gift. He's given us that ability to recognize the awe and the wonder and the majesty and the beauty of who he is in order for us to tremble at his presence and know that that oneness in the fear of the Lord brings a flood of promises to life because we fear the Lord, right? Amen. So I want to read this word over us that Karen sent me. And if you guys will stand, we're going to read this uh, because I think this is important. It was interesting that she sent this to me. I think you knew that's what I was preaching on. Did you know that? Oh, that was just right. Okay, so here's a word for us. And it goes with even the word we got earlier in the week. But this is from Paul Kane in 2018. It says, you are going to see some things that will leave some of you without words for days. That's right, God. There is resurgence of the fear of the Lord coming, and it will fall suddenly, unexpectedly, and unannounced. A new day is coming. It is not an encore. 
This will be like no other. This will be a hallmark of a huge wave of the Spirit that will sweep around the earth. It will just come suddenly. Amen. And we want our hearts prepared in the fear of the Lord to encounter this suddenly of God, right? So, Father, we just thank you that the fear of the Lord is what we're choosing. We're choosing to obey you. We're choosing to dedicate the fullness of our life to you. We're choosing to follow your wisdom, your understanding, your instruction, so it will go well with us and our calling and the kingdom and our children and our children's children. God, we are choosing you. Every moment of every day, we choose you. We want all that you have. And we may not understand the fullness of the fear of the Lord, but God, you say that you will teach us whatever we need to know. It says the secret of the Lord is revealed to those who have the fear of the Lord. So uh, bring those two together for us, God, and just show us this, this wonder of who you are and help us to connect all of those dots together so we'll have this greaterness of fear of you in our hearts, our minds, our soul, and our body. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.